Hey girls, before we get started, I wanted to make sure that you know about my two signature e-courses, who they're for, what's in them, and the tweaks I've made. Marriage Methods is for women who are in difficult marriages, who have tried all the other suggestions like serve more, cook more, have sex more, nag less, criticize less, etc., but who genuinely want to learn how to stay in a relationship that is beyond challenging. We talk about things like grieving the marriage you're in, learning how to process your anger in healthier and not reactive ways, learning the difference between forgiveness versus trust, communication in a marriage that's filled with miscommunication and maybe even lies and manipulation, learning what it means that God defines you. Your marriage does not. If you want to learn to stay in ways that are healthier and holier, marriage methods is for you. And Heartbreak to Hope is for women who are separated or divorced, who want to do everything they can to look back and look in and look to God for their healing, for God, for themselves, for their kids, and for any potential future relationship if God happens to bring another man. We talk about your childhood, all the whys behind things falling apart, how we have a great big capital H hope, despite how it feels, defining and accepting your reality, owning your part, I know, ouch, stress and self-care, loneliness, rejection, boundaries, shame, co-parenting, and so much more. If you want to heal as deeply as you can from the pain of your divorce, Heartbreak to Hope is for you. And I've made some tweaks to each of these courses. You can now receive this course content weekly for 12 weeks or as a PDF guidebook upon purchase. You can now gift these courses to a friend or family member who is hurting. And drum roll, please. Both of these courses are now pay what you can afford because I don't want money to stand between you and your healing. I'll put the links to both of these courses in the show notes, and I hope God will bring you deeper hope and healing today. Hey, sweet ones. Welcome back to the All That To Say podcast with me, your host, Elizabeth Klein. On this podcast, we talk about the hard stuff. A, because I've been through a lot of it. B, because most of you have too. And C, because I believe that we have a God who provides so many tools to partner with us in our healing and recovery. Today, I'm going to share a bit about the seventh step in the 12 steps of recovery. If you haven't already listened to my episode where I share my background with Al-Anon, you might want to start there. It's the episode that aired on May 23rd, along with the last several episodes where I share about the first through six steps, and I'm doing some slogans on the mini Mondays. So a reminder that AA stands for Alcoholics Anonymous and is for people who struggle with an addiction to alcohol. And Al-Anon is for people who love someone who struggle with an addiction to to alcohol. Um, Also, Al-Anon is what I attended for about a year and a half, maybe 15 or so years ago. And again, I've said this, I think in every episode, but I genuinely believe the 12 steps are for everyone. When you hear me use the word alcohol, you can put into that anything, any problem in your life, any relationship in your life that is troublesome, that is falling apart, that is riddled with pain or confusion, that can be slipped into where the word alcohol is. Okay. As with the other step episodes, I'm starting us off by reading all 12 of the steps so we become familiar with them. Step one, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol 
or fill in the blank, that our lives had become unmanageable. Step two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Step three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Step four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Step five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Step six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Step seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Step eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Step nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Step 10, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Step 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And step 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to others and to practice these principles in all our affairs. These are from Al-Anon's 12 Steps, copyright 1996 by Al-Anon Family Group Headquarters. So let's take a look at step seven. Step seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Okay, so this is, though it's like the shortest step words-wise, it is perhaps the most important. Whenever we talk to God about something, we are elevating the thing. We are opening it up to so much more possibility and wisdom. It's much more sacred and weighty than when we just think about something or obsess about something or worry about something. So whereas in step six, we quote unquote, became ready and willing to have our flaws removed. In step seven, we ask God to remove them. So I'm going to quote from AA's seventh step prayer of commitment from the book entitled Alcoholics Anonymous. My creator, I am now willing that you should have all of me good and bad. I pray that you now remove me, remove from me every single defective character which stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. Grant me strength as I go from here to do your bidding. Amen. So though it can be really painful to revisit your step four lists, and I totally get it, this is a good time to do that if you didn't rip them up, which I might have actually recommended that you do. So if you do, that's okay. Um, If you still have them, I would bring each quote unquote bad thing you've done before the Lord and ask him to forgive you and ask him to remove whatever is under the bad thing that caused you to make those choices. We don't tend to go straight from living a healthy life to making a destructive choice. There usually is something under that, that has caused it. And that's the thing that we want the relief and release from. So this is from um, the book entitled Serenity, a companion for 12-step recovery. I'm reading on page 348, and I'm going to start with 1 John 5, 14 and 15. Now, this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, 
Whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. In John 5, in, yeah, in John, what? Sorry, I'm so, I'm sorry. In 1 John 5, 14, the apostle declares we can have great confidence in our prayers if we ask anything according to God's will. And no prayer is of greater delight to our loving father than a humble believer asking him to do a work of power and grace in her life. We know that Jesus delights in answering this prayer because it's in total alignment with his revealed will for our lives, that we abide in him and become more Christ-like. When his desire for our lives becomes our true longing, Psalm 37.4 will ring true in our lives. Delight yourself in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. In step seven, we have turned from trusting in ourselves to trusting and delighting in the power and strength of God alone. This humility opens us to a new door of blessing as the Lord begins to do his wonderful work of grace in our lives. This humility that we need, it's an admission that in our own strength and power, we are not able to just remove and cut out all of our flaws. Okay, so though, of course, Jesus will answer this prayer, it usually does not come overnight. This is where we work out our salvation with fear and trembling, as Paul puts it. This is where we ask for the help for all of our defects of character to be removed, but we show ourselves abundant grace because many of these things, girls, we've either been doing them since childhood. We do them without thinking twice because they're part of our nature and or we have done these things because they've helped us survive whatever we were living in. They may have served us at some point, but they aren't serving us anymore. So we ask them to be removed and we ask God for the strength to daily change. And we ask day by day, sometimes moment by moment to make different and healthier choices. And we can ask someone to keep us accountable. Share the things that you're trying to work on. Share the things that you're hoping God removes. And this is key. We celebrate when we see and feel the changes starting, even if it's in the tiniest glimpses. Another recovery phrase that I absolutely love is progress, not perfection. A girlfriend even got me a t-shirt that said that. You will not pray this prayer and wake up a perfect human being. But I can tell you that I am not the same woman who went through the steps for the first time 15 years ago. I began changing in teeny little ways that led to really different reactions that led to better boundaries and less regretful words and kinder interactions and more forgiveness and so much more compassion. This is a simple step, but it's not, um, sorry, this is a simple step, but it's a beautiful one. And I feel like it unlocks the power of God in us to transform us. I just realized I was going to read something and I don't know where I was going to stick this in. Okay. So I'll just do it now. How about that? <laughs> okay. So this is from, um, Al-Anon reader one day at a time. Um, when my meditations on steps four, five, and six have convinced me I am ready to be delivered from a hampering defect of character, the next step, number seven, suggests asking God to remove it. Step seven, as it is stated, does imply removal of all my shortcomings, but I must deal with each one individually as I express it in my daily activities. I must ask God over and over again to release me from each one. I will not expect too much of myself, nor expect to accomplish my improvement all at once, nor without the help of my higher power. I must keep reminding myself to accept his help 
in all I am trying to do. So good. So like I said before, this is a simple step and it's a beautiful step and it unlocks the power of God in us to transform us. So listen to this from Ephesians 3, 16 through 21. And this is a beautiful thing to pray over yourself, by the way, or over those that you love. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. And now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory. Girls, this isn't just about us white knuckling it. This is about laying down our illusions of power and control and realizing that we have the Holy Spirit within us who wants to transform us into the image of Christ. He's working with us. So we humbly place our lives and our hearts and our minds and our bodies and our wills and the things that we want him to change. We lay it all at his feet and we ask him to remove the things that we just don't need anymore. He won't take things away that you need, but he will work with you to remove the things that are hurting you and hurting others. I promise. Okay. I'm going to post a link in the show notes for a bunch of stuff um, where you can find an Al-Anon group and a Celebrate Recovery group and a therapist where you can order um, any of the three daily readers from Al-Anon that I refer to, where you can order this Serenity Bible 12-step recovery book that I just shared from, along with a link to a few of my courses. Um, If you have any questions you'd like me to tackle on this topic, you can message me through the podcast. You can share this episode, you can subscribe to the podcast, support it financially, rate it, review it if you like it, and all these mean the world to me, girls, so thank you. So sweet ones, all that to say, no matter where you are in your spiritual or recovery journey, you are the unconditionally beloved daughter of God, and he is so delighted with you. You came into this world and you start each day already completely loved with no other loves to beg for and nothing to prove to anyone. Till next time, so, so much love.